the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hi, hi. Welcome in, everybody. Hour number two of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill George, Diego, we're all here hanging out with you this morning. Hanging out, uh, stirring up trouble. Yeah, I needed a little business real quick, though. For everybody who's waiting and listening for open season expo tickets, you got to go see my boy, Billy Bob. Where are you? The alligator wrestler over here at G5 today. If you want to get the last two pair of tickets yep. that we're giving away for oh, the open season I, I may have to get out like 30 minutes early because we have the event from so 11 what, to what 1. What are you going to do? Have them like do a swim a lap across Bill's Pond or I, what? I, I mean, oh, like, that'd be good. There's no gators uh, in there. You're good. Maybe I'll throw maybe I'll throw a hook out into the group and whoever it snags, that's who gets a ticket. Ah, that would be just peachy king. <laughs> Plant City but, Hospital's not that far away, so sure, why but, not? Uh, uh, let's write that no, we'll, we'll go out there. We will be putting on an alligator clinic seminar over at G5 today from 11 to 1. Uh, Captain Dave Smith uh, from Gatorators is also going to come on up and uh, help me out. So I saw all the piles of food yesterday, so that will be a nice uh, hearty lunch for you if you'd like to go. They're going to be doing... Uh, I saw uh, hamburger patties, they had hot dogs, they had bratwurst, all that stuff. It's all going to be out there uh, cooking on the big green eggs. So uh, you can go out there and get yourself a nice little free lunch, hang out with uh, Bill George and the crew. It's going to be a good time. And I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's got uh, two pairs of tickets to give away for the open uh, season expo, which is happening towards the end of July. Actually, it starts uh, next next weekend. Next weekend. Next weekend, so uh, we'll be out there broadcasting live. I talked to Ray Ray yesterday, and he said uh, we shouldn't have a problem with the equipment. So uh, Matt, we'll be. Matt, matter of fact, I might need to hire one of your children for some work. Okay. Next weekend. Yeah, you hey. can you can have one. We- uh, on on that note, I got to just make sure that uh, we can pick up the equipment because I myself is going to be extremely busy that week because uh, ICAST starts and. Dylan came up and said, uh, so uh, we're going to go to ICAST and uh, go hang out. And I was like, I'll go. I'll go. Sure, I'll be there. Let's do it. And he goes, well, we'll either go Monday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And I was like, Wednesday, Thursday, i got to pick up equipment. That's not good. Let's well, do either I, Wednesday or Monday. We do, we'll work <laughs> to make sure that we get the equipment. You go to ICAST. If you have the opportunity to go to ICAST, go to ICAST. I am. I'm going to go out there and hang out. I want to see all the... It's been a year, so uh, no one can do it except online last year. So this year ought to be pretty exciting to see. Uh, I'm sure the vendors and everybody out there, all the manufacturers, will be more than happy to um, get out there and start talking about their new products and and things like that for the fishermen. And I do have to announce that I found out yesterday that uh, two of my favorite fishing bait companies have combined into one. One bought out the other. So. it's going to be uh, pretty did, interesting. Did the bigger bait fish company get the smaller bait <laughs> fish company? Actually, no. Actually, it was the other way around. <laughs> uh, Ryan uh, Cooper, you know, of uh, Bass Gorilla, 
Yeah. Bascarilla uh, went ahead and got in cahoots, and I don't know if I'm allowed to announce it, but uh, he purchased uh, another bait company that's produced here in Florida, who's also a friend of the show. Donated a bunch of stuff out at the uh, Panfish Challenge uh, a year ago or so, and so they've uh, combined into one. One is going to going into manufacturing, and the other one is uh, uh, broadening his line of baits. Uh, Five with Bass tiny Girl robots so. combined to make one super robot. Yeah, and I I found it out just by accident, and I called, and they were both in the truck together heading up to Ocala, and I was like, "Well, you two guys, man, we would." <laughs> so uh, are they going fishing? Well, but that's good. I mean, it's it's one of those things where uh, we have a growing company out in Plant City, a fishing company here locally that's uh, going to be doing extremely good things. And ICAST is coming up, and I'm really excited to see some of the new products that are going to be out this I, year. I'm just, you know, whether or not it's a, a local company like G5, not a mass, mass store, whether or not it's a company like that making a living, producing product here in the state of Florida, that's all good to everybody. the The money they make gets spent here and everything else. Yeah. It, it's just there's no bad to it. After no. at, during and after the uh, expo coming up, there's some big things happening for Arrowhead Archery and Family Heritage. See, this is all good. Yeah, took advantage of the uh, COVID shutdown. Started making plants. What can we do that's better than we did last year? <laughs> well, I, I turn around. Uh, in addition to all the stuff that G5 has over there, I'm bringing 10 pounds of alligator meat, and they're going to use one of those Cajun cookers that Glenn uses so much at the Wild Game Cookout to cook all the fish. Uh, they're going to be firing up some gator, too. That Cajun 10 pounds awesome. ain't going to last very long? It's an appetizer. It's not the meal. Oh, yeah. Okay, it better be. They're going to be cutting pieces about that big. <laughs> but... But Here's your dime size uh, piece of alligator. <laughs> bring your own toothpick. Bring your well, own pocket I, knife. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. That gives somebody an opportunity to maybe uh, chomp down on something they've never experienced before. But it all uh, gets underway at eleven o'clock. It goes from eleven to one, and uh, there'll be some uh, great seminars out there and everything else. And I, I, I want to bring this up and. I, there was a gentleman who uh, was around yesterday, and Michael that was up front said, hey, don't forget we're doing our gator seminar tomorrow. Uh, you know, you're, come on by. It's free for everybody. And, of course, you get the, man, I already know how to catch alligators. I don't need no help in that. And, you know, you can't get rowdy with a customer. You can't get rowdy with somebody who's in you? your store. Well, he didn't talk to me. <laughs> he, he was you, talking to Michael. This is the guy that I know somebody that's been I trying just, to get him to order a rifle for the last month, and he still won't do it. So. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. So, uh, I hope he shows up today. The thing is, is, it's like, but why wouldn't you take advantage of it? There are professional golfers who hire coaches what? to improve their game. And if you go out there, I said, even if you go out there just to talk to Bill George about a technique that maybe – you never tried before, or maybe somewhere you did try well, and you weren't successful. There's at also it. things that FWC is looking to do that you might find out that might be an option in the future that you might want to put a little pressure there. on FWC to consider there, some of those. There, and that That's was exactly, the other thing. Yeah. And you know, so, just to say that uh, I already know how to catch alligators, I, I just wanted to go legally. 
Uh, I mean, I can go catch alligators but, too. It's easy with a thirty out six. But, but I mean, in come addition on. to that, there there's going to be some free giveaway equipment also to somebody who's in attendance. And so, if you're interested in having the chance to get some free equipment, yeah, you may know what you're doing. But if you come on by the store and 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 sit there and go do the raffle. Then you'll turn around and possibly win a bang stick or a harpoon or the, some hooks. The the thing that gets me about what the gentleman said yesterday as he was leaving, when he says that, he goes, I already know how to to shoot out or catch alligators. I think I thought to myself, do you know how many millions of dollars are spent every year by either law enforcement or uh, civilians to go out, even though they know how to shoot, even though they might even be three-gun match guys, all that stuff, who go out to all these special camps and go out to all these special, uh, you know, shooting events where they you go and you learn new techniques or maybe get better at the technique that it, you use. It it's always funny you for somebody who does a bit of shooting every now and then. It's always amazing when somebody else looks at what you're doing and so there's things sometimes you're doing you don't even realize you're doing. It could and be wrong. And, and, and those. How'd you do people that? like trained people who train the golfers? They're not the best golfers. They're just the best at looking at you and seeing what you're doing wrong. Not they can't necessarily hit the ball as good as you, but they can say, "Hey, you're you're not putting your hands quite right, well, or you're not stopping at the right place." Well, I, I look at it this way: whenever Barracuda or anybody would do a cast net seminar, how many people would show up and go, "Holy crud! I've never tried it that way before. This is so much easier than my way." You know, it's like, hey, you know, if you try this, or how many fishermen? Oh, I know how to fish. I'm a fisherman. Can you tie a uni uni knot? A what? I mean, everybody wants to learn, and if you can find a bigger, better way to put two pieces of string together, then everybody should. Then why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) as my dad used to always say, man, you learn something new every day till they put you in the box. So don't be afraid. Come on out, hang out with Bill George and the crew out at G5 today from 11 to 1. It's going to be a good time had by all. We're giving you a free lunch, for heaven's sakes, and, and a morsel of of alligator that you can try. It's 11 to 1 out of G5 Feeding Outdoors, 4960 uh, Highway 92 out there in Plant City. It's going to be a good time. We hope to see you there. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brendan Gunn, Jonathan Swindoll, Bill George yelling at somebody on his phone. Diego in there laughing at the Carlos Lopez show. Just hanging out with you today. Yeah. Talking about talk. It's all good. Everything going on uh, with uh, G5. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the uh, open season uh, that's going to be happening next weekend, the Open Season Expo. Uh, Eddie Salter's going to be there. Hopefully, we can get him back on the air again. The he's always a man. Good, he's always a good man to talk to. I'm, and I'm uh, talking to the the nice young lady today, and she's going to line up. We're probably going to have three or four good good interviews. Well, that'll be awesome. Maybe make sure that this year he shows up in clothes instead of in his PJs. It looked like they just drug him out of the uh, 
Motel 6 down the street. Come on, quick. You got to be on the radio. Okay. Hey, how you doing? Je- uh, Je- Jeff. I saw Jeff. He said give everybody their best wishes and... Jeffy uh, from One and Done? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. And oh, oh, wait. Are you going to be... Is he uh, coming or no? He's coming? Oh, he is full bore. Oh, that's always Look, a good time. Re- he is... Re- let's just say he's ready to, to see his Florida what, what family. About, what about Mike? Is he going to be able to make it? Mike is not going to be able to make it this year. We are actually going to have... I'm wait, trying which to re- Mike? Mike Singleton? Because, you know, he's no, a no-show on everything. Mike, Mike, uh, <laughs> no, from Surrender Outdoors. Oh yeah, Mike, Mike had some stuff coming up, going on, so I don't think he's going to make it. But we're getting an, another person from One and Done. Are to you going to be there? So. You're going to be there, Bill. You're going to be there. I'll be, be there. GMB? I'll be there uh, with Jonathan over there at, at that little section. Nice. And uh, we're we're going to go have a good time. You selling some gear while you're there? We'll have it there. Yeah, if they, yeah. they want to come on by and get it, that, that'll be all good. Good for you, man. And now, of course, Jonathan, you're going to have a big old booth out there, one and done, and, and the, sticky things that what? you put on a string and throw them at deer and stuff. You're going to have some of those things out there? Oh, We're going to have uh, one and done. We have the new Elusive Wildlife Technologies products. We have Analogics. We'll have a little little bit of everything. Yeah. Those little stick flingers, you're gonna have those out there as I well? I might might have one or two of those. Okay, good. Go. The uh no, we, we ought to turn around and have a little one and done feeder set up and put some Skittles or something in it. And then when, <laughs> when people walk by just do one of them remote control two second deals uh, and, and flick a few out Jet, there. Jet, we, we we had that conversation that we were having that conversation <laughs> while we were loading the feeders the other day. And unfortunately, insurance is not too keen on the fact of Oh, us. my eye! My eye! I'll never be able to <laughs> see even, it again! Because even that feet, you've been around them, and for somebody that unfortunately I can say this, that close range, I had close range contact with one of them throwing corn out, unfortunately, I, uh, <laughs> even at 50%, they still hurt like I, a motherfucker. I, 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 I did that with my neighbor. I turned around, hit him out, and I was testing out the feeder. And I filled it up with corn, and I hit that test button, and I knew to stand to the side. He didn't. <laughs> and, and luckily, it pelted him about, you know, knee to waist high. Yeah, yes. that sounds like great fun. Let's just pepper oh, the no, audience my, with skittles. I, mine was straight upside the head because I was, the way I've got some of them hung in the swamp, obviously, with the flooding and everything else, I have it to where I can stand in the back of the Arctic cat or on the roof of the Arctic cat to fill the feeder. And um, I'm up there tinkering with something and I had unplugged the battery. Well, of course, when I unplugged the battery, I plugged the battery back in and not think in a hurry, sweaty, hot, wanting to get done and everything else, not thinking about it. And it whooped uh, you. Oh, dude. My father was sitting, I was talking to Jeff on the phone, as a matter of fact, because I had a question about something. It's when we first started with the feeders. And Dad, we were talking about this the other day. Dad was driving the buggy. He was sitting in the driver's seat of the buggy, and all of a sudden that thing went off, and he covered up, and he stuck his head out from underneath the roof, and he goes, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just sitting there kind of like gathering myself back, and he, I shook my head, yes. He's on the ground just... Yelling for Corman. Laughing. Corman! 
laughing hysterically, like to the point that he's almost passed out. So well, the reason great. we're bringing this up is because those one and done feeders they have a very good uh, tendency to fling that corn like it's supposed to be flung. distance. It's not supposed to be uh, you know stuck up in a pile underneath the uh, feeder like a lot there's of them coverage. Do. Yeah, there's, there's coverage. lots of coverage, but. If you want to go check them out for yourself, of course, we'll be talking about them next weekend when we're there. Go out to the Open Season Sportsman's Expo. It's on July 23rd through the 25th. And uh, if you bring uh, your antlers, if you bring a set of antlers out there uh, for the scorers to measure out there, I think you get, uh, don't you get like free entrance when you get out there for that? I think if you're bringing in one of your local trophies, uh, I think it doesn't even have to be local. Yeah. They'll score. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if you bring uh, your set of antlers out there with you, I think it George, uh, it'll George get you in the door. George took one of his PA bucks bucks in there to get scored. Yeah, so. which is a, a cool ticket. I got my tickets right here. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I can say it, I can say it just like this. There's going to be uh, with us doing the outfitting booth there and everything else for North Florida. Uh, you're gonna see some uh, Bluntstown and Mariana Bucks nice. up in there. So had a kid that came in yesterday uh, that I hadn't seen in years, uh, who uh, grew up across the street from a friend of mine, and they would always, whenever we were over there hanging out at the pool, his family would come over. Uh, his mom and dad they had ten kids, and he was one of the ten, and came in and uh, years ago they moved down towards Ona. And I said, "What are you? What are you, man? What is everybody doing?" He goes, "Well, we still got kids still at the house. I think the youngest is five, <laughs> so uh, it's going to be a while before they're all out." But his his one brother, the older brother, was running a uh, couple of orange groves down south, and I was like, "So let me check my phone here and see if I missed any messages. Why aren't I getting any phone calls?" And he said, uh, "I don't want to make you feel bad, but let me show you some pictures of some deer that we have running around out on the farm." And he showed me a couple of bachelor groups on video, not just still cameras, but on video. Dude, they are monster bucks in mm. the state of Florida. And the reason why is because his brother's a smart guy. He's been out there putting mineral blocks out there, growing bone, not just flinging corn everywhere. Uh, you know, I always like to say corn doesn't grow bone, and it doesn't grow bone. And if you're not out there feeding right, uh, you're not going to get what you think you're going to get. You may get some fat-bellied uh, uh, deer hanging around there, but proof. I mean, he's like, dude, this well, is only a couple you, of them. There's a whole been group. one that chased the bone, though. No, I haven't, but it's just when you hear, it always makes me so mad when people say, well, you know, the guys down there in Florida, you're shooting them, uh, you know, the dinky deer with those little pencil uh, well, and, racks down yeah. there, and I go, yeah, if you're on a management area on the West Coast, that they're, they're trying to live on palmetto berries and whatever else they can find. But they can be grown just as big as anywhere else in South Texas. Given the nutrition. Given the nutrition, well, they can do it. It's like Bill. I mean, it's like Bill with y'all's 40-acre piece, and we talk about it all the time. If you improve the habitat and you make things better, you're – you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's wow. it, that's the main thing. And the biggest thing is, and you've spoke to this before too, Bill, is it's like all the people that gripe about the, the horn restrictions and stuff like that. I mean, me and my dad were talking about this coming home with what we've got going on up there at the woods and with my uncle and them's places and everything else. The, the best thing that you're ever, the biggest or the best thing that you're ever going to do for a male white-tailed deer is let them get old. There you or go. Older. What, and what make babies. One of the best things I liked about 
the way Florida did the antler restrictions is they gave an exemption to the youth. Yes. And what that does is allow a youth to be able to take some of those, you know, a little bit younger, smaller yeah. bucks. Yeah, we we as adults, we might be able to go a couple of years between shooting a nice deer or something like that, and we're, we're all good. But if you're trying to get a youth out there and they're able to go out and harvest a deer and harvest one, you know, that maybe you might not legally be able to take, but it's for them. The pride of them coming back to their friends and their group and being a successful hunter and well, it, and it, it should be that way. It, 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 it's not everywhere, is it that way? Yeah, I know. It so, should be that way. It, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that's the way our our FWC went. That was one of my suggestions, but which is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever you're going to be doing, just be careful. Our, uh, if you're out there prepping your land, getting your mineral minerals out there, or your food plot, all that kind of stuff. Uh, our friend Paul Markle. Uh, from Student of the Gun, Student of the Gun Radio, uh, lives out in Wyoming, and he sent me this link to a story. He said, I was listening to you guys' show last week, and you guys were talking about getting your food plots and all that stuff ready. He said, uh, if you get out there, you know, most guys are doing it now with, like, ATVs and things like that, smaller food oh, plots. So they, don't, they don't have, like, big Kubotas or anything. But he said, uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to send you this story about this guy who was out on his ranch, checking his stuff out and uh, getting stuff ready out there. He's a cattle rancher, but also a, a guide out there. His name's Frank Reynolds. I'm laughing, but I mean, it's 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 a good story because he's still alive. But this guy, he was out doing it, running, uh, working his land, working some livestock and stuff, and rolled his ATV. And uh, out of, around Gillette, Wyoming. He had a dislocated shoulder and suffered broken ribs, Mm -hmm. several injuries, and he was pinned underneath the vehicle and couldn't move Mm -hmm. for two days. Two days. Two days. Yep. And you know how he survived? He attributes it all to his little little package that he brought out there with him of uh, Keystone Light Beer. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe that's what helped him roll the four wheeler over. Well, I said, you know, it's a good thing about it. It's a painkiller. You can hydrate yourself, and you get lots of calories, so uh, you can actually live uh, on the. <laughs> no, I don't know about the hydration hey. part. Well, for at least out there, for any liquid that you can put in your body out no, there in, in Gillette, I mean, it's so dang dry. But um, he laid there for like a day, beeping the horn, beeping the horn, until literally it they killed the battery. He, he beeped the horn so much that then two days later, uh, fair, friends and family out searching for him. Guy found him on horseback that was out there, out in the uh, well, open and, country of nor- of northern Wyoming. And this is where it's kind of a double-edged sword for me because I know we talk about the tracking apps and all the other stuff like that and everything else. First off, let people know where you're going to be. I mean, it's not – it. I love the guys that you try that you, we all have the people you still hunt with and everything else. They're always so you know. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going over here. Okay, tell me exactly where you're going. No, 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 no. listen. Not I can't tell you the number of times I know. took somebody into my one of these secret spots. Yeah. Okay, and it's not it's not easy to find a spot. Oh, I know. On public land. I know that is good. And seems to somehow miss pressure. Yeah. And then the next week you come back, there's, there's 14 hatchet tree marks and toilet paper on half the trees out there because <laughs> they got turned around and they couldn't find their way back out. And so they cut. I, I, 
hatcheted 50-plus trees. Well, just if you're going to be out there, make sure you got at least one can of Keystone. Apparently, it's uh, the survival guide's well, uh, best friend. Uh, after two we days. get back from break. Breaking case emergency. Yeah, I exactly. I want to tell you about a situation we had at the house. Oh, good. Does this involve toilet paper, too? <laughs> and hatchets. No. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends out at Brandon Ford. Thanks again to Paul for uh, sending me that story. It's a good story. Guys still alive? Doing good? Thanks to Keystone Light. We're going to be right back. Everybody, it is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Spring Gun, Bill George, John Swindle. Be, be afraid, people. Brayden has the donuts within fingertip reach. Thank you. Oh. Already had one during the break, so I'm all jazzed up, ready to go. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit faster when I get on here now, so it'll be all right. It'll be okay. Just be ready. Keep up. Well. <laughs> Did I get a... I well, turned around. Well. I had a very interesting situation. This, Nobody cares. This week at home. What was it? Yeah, well, the septic tank blew I, up. No, caused no. a spill. My went through wife, Piney Point. Made red tide. What did you do? My wife, who likes to go and spread corn for her her friends that are out there and visit the yard all what? the time. Ducks, her quail. Of, there's a lot of Ducks, wildlife. Quail. Of various ensandries. Cardinals that, that come. Squirrels. Chipmunks. She raccoons. Has a lot of four-legged Armadillos. Possum. But one of the things when I she went to yes go. Yet. Take her little scoop and scoop out a container full. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, boom, right there at her snake. And she's like, oh, my gosh, because it's in the garage. And so she immediately goes in the house, closes the garage, and texts me. I'm like, first question is, was well, it a black racer? And I get, no, it's not. It didn't have a thin head, and she knew she she knows a black racer has a little thin head. Sure, she said this head was wider. And I'm like moccasin. That doesn't sound good. Well, we have water bandits yes. and different things, you know. Banded water snakes, yeah, Banded they kind of look like snakes them, yeah. and 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 various things. So I turn around. Of course, I can't leave work and just go. Trying to look to see for a snake. Now, wait a minute. Am I, is this in a bag? Is it in a can? Is it just laid have on you, the ground? Have you seen my truck? No. No, no. Have you seen the inside of my truck? Yes. My garage is not much better. But, but what I'm saying is, is that the corn or whatever it is that she's is in a bag. It's in a bag. But, but okay. she said she thought it fell by her. Okay. Like fell from above into the bag? There's a, there's a plastic shelf there with a bunch of stuff on it, but... The snake fell past her and that into the bag. She thought it fell okay. down. So she I, drinks a lot. I turned around. Yeah. She I turned around her. when I eventually got home. I had a flashlight, and I'm looking in every crack and crevice to try and see where this snake is. And it's, it's not like, in the bag anymore? Oh, no. It was never in the bag. It was it was, it was on the outside. Of the yeah, bag. Of, of the bag. And she turned around, and, and it's like, well, I don't see it, you know. It, maybe it was a rat snake or something. If it crawled up and it's fallen past you. How big a snake are we talking about here? A well, footer, five foot, seventeen. She didn't give a real good. 
She didn't. In other words, she wasn't standing there long. Yeah. <laughs> to find out, <laughs> she didn't have the ability to, to to do a picture. She said she didn't have her phone right on her. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, she she did the right thing, and that is she retreated. But how's that then, the right thing? Then I turned around. I eventually was looking through the rest of the garage, and I did see it wedged up against the wall, and I'm looking at it, and it it had quite a bit of coloration to it. It, it, it you know it wasn't a solid black snake but its head was pretty wide and I'm like mm, I'm pretty sure that's a water moccasin but it could be a water bandit. Was it's, it a boom slang? Time to die. A what? A gaboom viper? It I don't know no gaboom viper. <laughs> no no black mamba or anything if like that. If it's a moccasin it's going to be a boom slang. And, and this is the first this is the sad thing. The first An thing asp. is the first thing is is it's on the other side of a pile of my junk that I would have to crawl over in order to get to it. And so my first thought is... 22. 22. Darn right. Because <laughs> a 22 we'll would go. be easier than getting to where I need to be. Darn right. And then I start thinking, well, all the other stuff in here, I really don't want that 22... Hitting my wall and then ricochet. Yeah, where, okay, what do I have? Let's see here. Yeah, why don't you skip stop. it off? Why don't you hit him in the head, skip it off the ground? It'll hit the baseboard. He'll be fine. Well, his head was up against the wall. His Bam. Head, his head was there. So it's like, okay, well, let me. I told her, watch watch the snake. And I actually went and got a pair of tongs oh that she would pick up trash with. And I went and I grabbed this snake. And then Bill, I'm Bill holding looks him, like the, the crocodile on, hunter. Crikey! <laughs> I'm on the far side of a pile of uh, computer equipment, mm-hmm. turkey hunting stuff. Garbage. Stuff from turkey this camp. This snake knew him very well. Garbage. Yeah, that's what she calls it. And I'm trying to figure <laughs> out, how do you throw a snake with tongs? Because the second you go to throw, it, the snake's leaving. So I kind of did my best. Well, but you got him with the tongs. Why you got throwing it? method. I didn't try and do like an arc or like a fishing cast. Sure, like throwing a baseball. And, and then got my hand going and I got him out onto the patio part of the drive. Then you shot him. No. Then I turned around and I took them tongs again and I got a hold of him good and I could look in his mouth. Crush his head. And verified that he was poisonous. That's all the fangs. He it showed, was a moccasin. It was a moccasin. Yes. So, so then you killed Then it. I took the shovel and cut his head off. Well, there, there you, you go. go. But but I, I did all that effort just that to make sure that it truly was a poisonous snake. And the more and more I think about it, that snake probably did not fall by her. It might have struck up at her. That, yeah. that, that could have okay. happened. Yeah. Probably. So how big a snake was this sucker? Not clo- as good much of a climb. And how big? About... What two feet, foot? inches, 18, 19 inches, two footer? Yeah, big enough it'll hurt you. Yeah. Oh no! Well, yeah, it'll yeah, send you no, to the hospital it's... for sure. I hate my. Whoa, whoa, yeah, I'm not a fan. No, what? Well, how would? The, but the funny the thing is, I don't know if it's oh. funny, but while I was mowing, at one point, it was a day before. I I got home with just enough time to get on the mower to to go and hit some of the grass on the in the front. And I ran over one, and it had it was full of babies. Mm-hmm. It was full of baby moccasins. 
So what do you think? This was Dad's revenge or something? He was it coming might in. Have been Dad's revenge. I don't. I, coming in. Marcuses are not he, nurturing he, individuals. So <laughs> he he's like he said. My uh, sister and brother in law were at his mom and dad's house in Pinecrest, and they pulled out a stud moccasin. I'm talking like three and a half foot long. Oh, those big four inchers, the big fat yeah. four inch round jobbers. Oh, yeah. Look like a tire. Crawled and that's same, same story. Crawled up in the garage and had him a nice little dark, damp corner. And I, I am all black racer comes in the garage. We're good. He's all good. Yeah, let him Don't go. Don't care. Yeah, go, we, go kill some rats. Do we, your job. My grandparents. So of course, being with them, you know, this weekend we growing up on a farm out there. My grandfather had a rat. My dad's dad had a rat snake. And I I, when I say them, how to eat Cuban tree fruit? Well, no, he had a he had a rat snake, rat snake that they had out there. And I'm when I say rat snake, I'm talking seven foot long, yellow or yeah, red. It was a yellow. Yeah. And like my dad would say, egg stealers. Dad would walk in there. We had a big shed, you know, that we kept all the water stuff, all of our parts and everything else in. He'd be sitting up there in the rafters. Leave that boy alone. Dad slide the door open. He'd raise his head up, look at him like a dog. You know, Dad, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? And going about his business. And one of the <laughs> one of the guys that worked for us for years, my granddad sent him up there to get a part. Well, the snake surprised him and he killed the snake. And oh, no. he come down there with that. And my dad, I laughed because my dad was talking about this yesterday. He goes, Dad's like, he's like, Rudy. You better hide that snake, and you better hide that snake now, because that was my granddad's pet snake. You know. Yeah, you better come up with a good story about how he moved to well, California or uh, went something. out to Happy Farmland or something. And that that you know, for some people, the only good snake is, is a, a dead, dead snake. snake. Yes, and that, that is that is. If it's a water moccasin, I'm all done. for that. If it's a water moccasin and, or a pygmy, they get no quarter. I've said it a million times. But Eastern Diamondback. Earth. <laughs> Eastern Diamondback, anything like that, you go your way, I go mine. Black Racers, Garters, any of those other ones out there, Corals, Banded King Snakes, you're all good. Whatever. Have a great time. But there are some people out there that every snake is a dead snake. Not and, me. Because they don't know I the took, difference. Took so much effort to make sure it was a poisonous snake before he got killed. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. We come back. Some people are really mad at the way you're talking about sharks. And they want to change, and they want to change now. You hear me? You guys are being very derogatory. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll be back. Welcome back. Three donuts down. Here we go. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill George here in the studio today. Hey, listen, by the way, um, uh, during the break, uh, Bill George's brilliant brother uh, texted in and said, all you got to do, man, is just put some strips of Irish Spring down and then uh, some, maybe some mothballs and stuff and the snakes won't come in here anymore. That's the biggest old wives' tale I've ever heard in my I life. I just say, hang the well, dead well, ones especially on the when it, Especially when it comes to water moccasins. Have you seen where water moccasins live? They live in filth and stank I, and nasty hey, and like everything I said, else. Do the old, do the old, hang them on the, the dead ones on the fence that, and just send a message. But, that doesn't work. That only works. For, that but, doesn't work. It works for coyotes, but but if you turn around 
and maybe the Irish Spring works for deer to keep out of your garden. Yeah, if you do the shavings and that kind of stuff like that, Irish Spring works for that and mothballs well, for maybe deer. Maybe if you, you turned around and you didn't have the the other stuff coming in there, guess what? Then snakes the snake don't have wouldn't go in. Guess there. what? Snakes don't have. Do you have the? Re- guess what? Snakes don't have. Oh no, snakes have. Yeah, it. Guess what? Snakes don't have. Nostrils? They don't have nostrils and they don't have yes, ears. They do. No, they taste the air. They taste the air with their tongue. And they stick it on the top of their roofs to some little gland that's up there, and that's how they can tell it. They can smell. And they and if you have a pit viper, yeah. they can t- detect heat. They can <laughs> smell. That's what that. you're saying is they, they smell don't with smell, their tongue. They don't smell. They taste it. They taste the you air. You just said they smell with their tongue. They taste the air. It, it okay. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> have you did, seen what, where a watermark is in lives? Uh, what did your mom ever Sewage. do to you if you did something wrong? Whip my Wash your mouth or, out. Or if you, well, said you said something bad. I never got the soap treatment because I'd have taken a bite out of it. I was chewing beech nut when I was eight. Come on, man. Oh, my, my so daughter will tell you one time so I, didn't I, I was crap so mad. Me. She said something. I stuck the soap in her mouth. And when I pulled it out, I pulled the whole wet bar of soap right across the backside of her teeth. Oh, and it all yeah. That's just torture. <laughs> that was. Your brother's crazy. That was cruel and unusual punishment. The brother's, no, your I brother's stayed. crazy, and I want I want. I bet proof. she didn't say it again, though, did she? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want proof that uh, mothballs and Irish Spring are going to keep uh, water moccasins out of your house. Uh, out of I, your garage. I see a test coming. I, I, I hope so. But anyway, right. before the break, let me get to this real quick. Uh, scientists are now down in Australia. They're urging the media and everybody else to stop using the term shark attack. You know, it came out just as Shark Week is what? Wrapping up this, this yeah. week? Uh, so uh, you can't say shark attack anymore. Instead, the experts are, using, uh, are urging local government officials and the media to begin employing terms like bites, or negative encounters for future uh, events. Uh, so they're saying that. Uh, now, we just had a 15 public, footer cut a dude in half, but it was a negative encounter. It on was the, a negative encounter and uh, maybe a, perhaps a bite, a shark bite, or, you know, a, a really shark, big shark bite. A negative encounter with a shark. It, to me, it all sounds the same shark attack, shark encounter, uh, bite, whatever you want to call it. It's still. Uh, uh, I, I, heard, no. I heard old Thomas lost his leg from below the knee. Attack attack sounds so much more premeditated. Well, it um, was. No. It is premeditated. You're dealing with an animal that God created to be the top predator in the ocean. Yeah, uh, that makes uh, a decision premeditated to come in and bite you. No, most, most, shark, hmm. most shark bites... <laughs> Are as a result of accidental. Yeah, what I just did. Uh, Shark bites are a result of, hmm, that looks like food. Let me go see if it tastes like food. I'll give you this. I don't think sharks swim around going, dang, I could really go for a fat guy from Michigan right now. You know, like we do do when we drive around. Like we do when we drive around and go, man, I could really go for a burger right now. I mean, yeah. That's not premeditated on that fact. Quarter pounder with extra cheese. Yeah. But they are going to investigate it, and they're going to bite. And if they That's bite, the it's an attack. That's the way they investigate. It's not a. It's not it's an a attack. Shark. It's a bite. It's you a bite. You just said if they bite, it's an attack. Yeah, they it's bite. an attack. So all he's saying is the other word makes it sound so much more repulsive to the, the average individual that if you use bite, it's just more kind of like toxic. Well, well, to make sure you call the media so next time I have to hear some pit bull story about how a pit bull uh, aggressively licked some small child across the face and may have produced a couple of puncture marks in its face, 
wasn't premeditated. It wasn't attacked. We did. That was a, just a bite. Oh, it was just a bite. Yeah. A bite doesn't get you media coverage. Yeah. Just a, a bite is like, dude, is that freaking dog ears going to nip my... T- Man, I hate those Pekingese. Yeah. <laughs> Are we done here? I'm going to go to the phones. Yeah. Because now I'm mad. Which one of these buttons Number do I push? This side, that yeah. side? I can't remember. It's been so damn long. Dennis. Alan. Alan. No, this is Alan. Alan. Alan, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, guys? Hi. Have you called Hi. in with your solution to keep uh, water moccasins out of Bill George's garage? <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I am only uh, catching bits and pieces of the show this morning because I am uh, down in... Uh, doing some business with the company down in Sarasota. So I am, it's like listening to a ham radio in the 1950s. I'm getting like <laughs> every other word, pop, well, crackles. If you go, if you I go heart. to Money Talk 1010, 1010 yeah. on, on the web, yeah. there's a little play now oh, okay. button. It comes in beautiful. Tune in. Yeah. You can listen to us live. Oh, okay. I heart, Anywhere. tune in, anything. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll try that because, um, yeah, I feel like I was going back in time there for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I was enjoying what you guys were talking about, the whole uh, Red Tide thing. I, I posted on your Facebook page the other day. I, I, may have, I think I may have ate in the last snook in 2017 and maybe the last redfish in, now in 2021. Well, so, uh, it, yeah, it's, I, got a, I got a few while they were still alive. It, it's just, this is going to get interesting. It's going to get real interesting real quick. I'm going to talk a little bit about it right after the top of the hour. So make sure you get to your Money Talk 1010 uh, website and uh, listen listen live. There's a Play Now button that kind of shows up at the bottom of your phone or something like that. And um, it, there we are never had a snook issue here. And no. it, it, snook will move away from red tide. Okay. I spent four hours driving around looking at dead fish, and in the entire time, I found one snook and one trout, and they could have been mortality from catch and release that didn't go well. I don't know, but I did find one out of thousands and thousands of fish. So, yeah. I'll I'll tell you, you, man, I I think in in the last big one they hit, I think it actually improved improved the fishery in the Upper Bay, I know for a fact. Well, it's so one of those. Moved and, yeah. But when it springs up right at this point of impact where they were dumping all that crap, you know, it didn't pop up out of the bay where, you know, out of the out in the Gulf but, like it usually does when it's coming from Okeechobee. Sure. You can't you can't tell me that's not related. And but you don't have to be a scientist to figure it out. No, Alan, we're not saying that it's not related, but we're also saying that uh, there are people that are working really hard on solutions. I don't know if you heard that, but. Uh, with the clay mitigation and stuff that's worked around the world on other algaes, there are uh, Moat and uh, the Woods Hole or- uh, Oceanographic Institute are working on a solution where literally uh, red tide can be a thing of the past. It, and and keep in well, mind this, nice Alan. Because... Alan, yep. just keep yeah. this in mind. They're going to turn around and find red tide where they're looking for red tide. That's true. And there probably Certainly. was an increased amount of data collection in and around the piney point so we maybe we were seeing hot spots where let's say five years ago they might not have tested as much in that area as they did in years past okay or or as of right now so 
you know, yes, we did see it flare up there, but I think there's a lot more eyes on it because there's a lot more public concern on it also. Oh, there's some and political I, and pressure? And I don't know. I, you'd have to look at historical year-to-year collection sites and 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 whatnot. That. That's one of the reasons why nobody's going to do that, Bill George. No, well, you got to you got to look at the whole picture. Nobody's going to do that. They're going to get on social media there's and, nothing and good, scream and complain. There's nothing good about the dump that occurred. There's nothing good other than the fact no. that the whole thing didn't breach, and then we ended up with a massive mm-hmm. one-time flush. But nobody's you know? on well, social media screaming at Mr. and Mrs. J that are down the street that are dumping uh, fertilizer, four hundred pounds of fertilizer on their freaking St. Augustine lawn every other week. And then you got the yeah, guys out there spraying. Lo- we got to do away with a lot of things, HOAs. Um, you know, because we can't do this. We keep, can't keep doing this every couple of years. I mean, eventually, the best way is just not to handle it. We got to do something now. And you know, the fertilizer ban's all well and good, but when you when your HOA makes you keep your grass green or they yep. fine you, well, you yep. know, you're going to well, stockpile that stuff here, and use it anyway. Well, right. here, here's here's this thing from a guy who's farmed and all that his whole life and everything else. Here's a lot of the problems with a lot of your fertilizers. A lot of the natural fertilizers and the chemicals that wouldn't have a dramatic impact on the environment and all that. Like black cow? They take it out of the fertilizer and they put in all these fillers and all this other garbage that, here's your problems. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's why you got to get out there every morning, Alan, and just pee on your lawn. It'll look terrific. (laughs) It'll be awesome. Nah, I just let mine go, man. It's all green when you mow it. That's right. There you go. That's what I do. I call my lawn God's lawn because whatever he wants to grow on it grows on it. Yeah, I know it. I know it's time to mow when I start getting burrs in my feet. Yep, and the bees start making nests because I got so many weed flowers in my front yard. <laughs> well, let, when I you, don't have an HOA, by the way. When, we, you when we come back from the, the break, I want to talk about the legal aspects and the the laws concerning that's next hour yeah 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 well you know what st pete's got to fix their sewage problem and start building some more sewage treatment plants to stop buying making piers so we all have a nice view of the dead fish dude you should run for mayor you got my vote i love it i'm in i'm i'm with you alan i think politics is in your future my friend yeah. He sounded so enthusiastic. So do they. Who cares yeah. anymore? Nobody cares about <laughs> your uh, your college years and window pane acid. No one cares. <laughs> Alan, we love you, man. Get out there. Be safe. Go do your work, man. We appreciate it. All right? Will do. Have a good one. See you, buddy. All right. We're going to take a break. It is a big and wild outdoors. Braden Jonathan, Bill George, Diego, hanging out with you. We're going to get to Dennis when we come back from the top of the hour break. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford.